It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making me a part of your day. I am your gracious and humble host of the Locked on Thunder podcast, Eric G. And since I'm a little late in cranking this out, which is sort of becoming a playoff trend, so just for for this one split second, I'm going to call myself Playoff G or Playoff E. Does it work? Yeah, it's not as cool as Playoff P, but that's what I'm going to go with just, just for right now. Anyway... What I want to try and accomplish here during these next few minutes, these next 20 minutes or so, is to have a podcast where if you don't get to listen to it on April the 19th, which is the day that it's being recorded, it'll fit perfectly into your Friday or perfectly into your Saturday as we walk up to the Thunder and Jazz playing Game 3 in these playoffs. Coming up in segment number one, we will hear from Raymond Felton, and he'll talk about the Thunder's slow starts and what they need to do to get them corrected, or is it a concern? You'll get a chance to hear what Ray has to say. You'll also get a chance to hear what Billy Donovan has to say on that topic. Plus, there was one guy that performed really well for the Thunder last night. I'll give you a hint. He wasn't one of the starters. I thought this guy really earned his money, and I think Billy Donovan has got him big time circled on the radar once the offseason rolls around. I'll tell you who that is and and why he's so vital to this team. Plus, we'll, we'll also hear from Corey Brewer in segment number one, and he'll tell us why teams are able to get out and get on runs in the playoffs, why, why there's the, the this ebb and flow to playoff basketball that's a little bit different than what you see in the regular season. In segment number two, we'll hear from Steven Adams, fouled out last night. He talked today about adjusting to playoff refereeing, which is something Steven Adams is going to have to do. We'll also get a chance to hear from Steven about what the refs may have had to say to him last night when he was talking to them. And Adams cannot be happy with the production. He's still not very happy with the production that the Jazz are getting in the paint. He'll tell us what needs to change, and then you'll get to hear Billy Donovan's response to that. And finally, in segment number three, we'll look ahead to a couple of the games that are coming up tonight. Some of the games that happened last night, and I'll talk about, just on a very human scope, what the loss of Greg Popovich's wife means, not only for him, but for anybody who happens to be married. As I said earlier in the podcast, and maybe this is your first time listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast, my name is Eric G. Did radio here in Oklahoma City for a while, hosting a lot of Thunder post games, a little pregame covered this team for five years. I'm lucky enough to have a credential and get to go into the locker room after the games and go to shoot around and practices. And I do my best to be that guy that go between from the player and the front office and the fan to you. And I also work for another publication called Thunder Digest. And you can hear the G League podcast on iTunes. Remember, if you like what you hear on Locked on Thunder, go to LockedOnThunder.com. We have all our podcasts archived and we even have video from players and coaches from the past 
two games and also practice and shoot around. So let's dive into segment number one here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Congratulations to the Utah Jazz and to Quinn Snyder. They come into Oklahoma City and get a split, which is all you can really hope for as a road guy. But there's some there's some disturbing trends with Oklahoma City. And one of those, in my opinion, happens to be these slow starts that the Thunder are getting off to. And the fact that you've got a veteran team that in two straight games now has had to call timeouts, had to have these come-to-Jesus meetings, and then the spark gets going. And while that may be a concern for me, and it may be a, a concern for you as a fan, it really wasn't that big a concern to Raymond Felton. There ain't nothing concerning about that. It was a, it was a dog fight throughout the whole game. That's going to happen, you know, whether it's early in the game, late in the game. You know, it's playoff basketball. The team is going to make a run. They're going to go off 10 straight. We went off 10 straight on them, so that happens. You know, we just got to... Just gotta weather the storm and come back out and make another push at them. Is it is it a problem? Is it a problem when teams get down like that that you have to expend energy to get back in the games? I wouldn't necessarily say it's a problem. It was too early in the game for us to say that. You know, we got a lot of basketball to play at that point. You know, something like that happens late in the game. You know, then it might be a problem. But when it happens like that early in the game, like I said, that's playoff basketball. You gotta weather the storm and come out and make a run. So I was surprised by the answer he gave last night because I think I was expecting. for lack of a better term, a competitor's answer. And that's not to say that Raymond Felton isn't a competitor. He most definitely is. And he's certainly one of the driving forces on this Thunder team. And for most of the year, he's been the most consistent guy coming off the bench. But I thought Raymond might say something along the lines of, yeah, man, we got to stop that. We can't have that. We need to get off and we need to start good and we need to finish good, whatever. So, but you heard his answer. Today had a chance to ask Billy Donovan the same question about these slow starts and and Utah being hot to get the game going. And Billy Donovan's answer, well, it, it may surprise you what he had to say. Well, I mean, we've responded, which has been the encouraging part in both games. We've responded, but certainly you want to start the game, you know, much, much better than we have the first two games here at home. You know, you want to get off to a good start. Um, but clearly that hasn't you know, it's not like it's been the first quarter is doomed, you know, either team. You know, it's there's been runs like Ray has said. There's so many possessions. Um, you know, we called timeout. I think it was, you know, 9 nothing, and maybe within a minute, minute and a half, the score was 9-7. You know, it was 16-4, to and then, you know, in the game one, and then at the end of the first quarter, it's 25 all. So you don't want that to happen. You want to get off to a good start. You want to play well, but you also have to anticipate there's going to be runs in the game, and the game's going to go back and forth. So what obviously is a big concern maybe for you and I is not a concern for the Thunder because the way they look at it, it's just playoff basketball. And teams are going to go on runs and teams are going to get cold and you're going to have your opportunity to catch up throughout the game. A very good example of that was the Cleveland Cavalier-Indiana Pacer game last night where LeBron James went nuts, scored 46 points, even outscored the Pacers in the first quarter and Indiana still had a chance to win that game, only lost by three. In fact, there are some people arguing today that Indiana ought to be up two games to none. But why are teams able to get on these runs during the playoffs? What happens? Here's what Corey Brewer had to say last night as to why you see that in the playoffs and maybe not so much other times during the NBA season. It's playoff basketball. It's the NBA. You know, teams are going to make runs. you got to be able to sustain runs. you got to be able to make runs. And you know, they end up making a big run at the end of the game, and, and they're able to get the win tonight. 
Corey, is there any reason why they're getting off such a fast start? 16, four game one, nine zero in game two. Coming out very, very aggressive. You know, we gotta be ready. You know, we, we keep taking the punch and get back in the game, but we can't let that happen next game, especially at their place and let their fans in the game. Corey, how'd you feel in this game relative to the last game? It seems like you, you did a pretty good job on Donovan up until he got hot in that third quarter. Yeah, in the third quarter? At the end of the third quarter. He's good, man. You know, he's, they run the offense through him. He's going to get shots. He's going to make shots. He's a good player. You know, NBA, he's a great NBA player, so we just got to be ready. One guy I thought played absolutely outstanding for the Thunder last night. I was disappointed we didn't get a chance to talk to him after the game and didn't get a chance to talk to him today. And we might get that opportunity tomorrow during media availability is Jeremy Grant. Looking at his numbers last night, 13 points, um, shot 6 of 10 from the field. Looking at his rebounds last night, had a total of 6 rebounds. But I thought every single one of his points where he went to the rim was hard-earned. There wasn't a single point that Jeremy Grant had last night that I thought was cheap, that wasn't contested. The guy played his absolute butt off and was able to produce for the Thunder. Now, what I've liked to have seen him be a little bit better from beyond the arc, he goes 0 for 2 from beyond the arc, and that's something that the Thunder certainly do value, and you value in today's NBA is the three-point shot. Yeah, sure, I would. But I don't think anybody last night, save for maybe Russell Westbrook, because we all know Russell plays harder than everybody in all 82 games, played as hard and as physical as Jeremy Grant did last night. He was called on his job, and today it was even thrown around as when does this guy get the opportunity to start. A lot of that simply depends on who the Thunder bring back next year and just how much money they're willing to invest in Jeremy Grant. But of all the guys that played for Oklahoma City, he would definitely get my player of the game. And something that happened in last night's game that that absolutely just cannot happen again throughout the rest of this series and throughout the rest of the playoffs, no matter how long Oklahoma City is in, and yeah, this is a little bit of a no-durr, but the 0-14 from the field performance between the big three. That can't happen. You're all veteran guys. Two of you, Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony, are thought of to be closers. Paul George also wants to be thought of as a closer and the whole playoff P thing. Close out. You guys are the stars. Figure out a way to get it done. Paul George was asked after the game about whether or not he felt pressure to live up to that playoff P nickname. And he said no. He said he's not, it's not a name that he's trying to live up to. And Carmelo Anthony said, yeah, but you can't take it back now. You got to own it. If Paul George is not feeling pressure, maybe after that statement from Carmelo Anthony, he might be feeling a little bit, bit of pressure, which I have no problem with. Because players tend to produce a little bit more in the postseason when they've got somebody riding them a little bit. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your host, Eric G. Coming up in segment number two, Stephen Adams had a rough night last night, fouling out. So how is he adjusting to what the refs are calling and what are the refs telling him? Find out next here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. If you own a web-based business or even a brick-and-mortar business and you've got a really cool website and you would like to open your doors maybe more worldwide than what they already are, then become a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day. We have daily podcasts for Major League Baseball, NBA, and NFL, all the teams in every single one of those leagues, 
plus some other specialty podcasts. If your target demographic is men between the ages of 18 and 44, we certainly have you covered here because 98% of the people that listen to this podcast are men. 80% of those are between the ages of 18 and 44. Email us. It's real easy. That's LockedOnPodcastNetwork at gmail.com. Find out about our very reasonable rates and how you can open the doors to a whole new, very loyal customer base. That's LockedOnPodcastNetwork at gmail.com and become a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rough night for Steven Adams in game number two. He did get to, he did get 11 points last night for Oklahoma City, but he also fouled out. And I saw some comments throughout the game on Twitter that the refs were calling ticky-tack fouls. Not so much ticky-tack last night, but it was inconsistent. That is a very fair criticism of how this game was officiated. Some of the physical stuff they would let go. Others of it they would call. Steven Adams didn't have a cheap foul last night. There wasn't a single foul called on Steven Adams that he didn't earn that can even be argued. Now, you want to make a case that maybe that last foul that he got came late in the game and that's not a foul you normally see called then? Sure, fine. I have no problem with that. But it was definitely a foul. And this is something Steven Adams is going to have to overcome and that's adjusting to how different referees call the game. And I think it might have even caught Corey Brewer off guard because all these guys really did expect, at least based on what Corey Brewer had to say today, they really expect referees to allow them to be a lot more physical in the postseason. Steven Adams was asked today about the referees and essentially, do you have to prepare for ref? Do you have to get a scouting report on a ref and adjust your game the way you would when you take on different players every single night? Yeah, it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to kind of say like what particular like specific calls you're going to get. I don't think it's that. I think it's just more... Kind of like the feel, and uh, like say it's it's postseason now, it's playoffs, so it's just like oh yeah, they're gonna let us bump a little bit. Does that make sense? So like it's just you know the stuff that the little ticky tack stuff they usually get. Um, I don't think you'll get in um, postseason. That's just from me. From them, it's probably completely different. Um, but that's just sorry, mate. Yeah, but that's just from me, my perspective. We might have talked a little bit about this after game one. But if you notice Steven Adams, anytime there is a foul called, Adams will go over and consult with the referees and see what he has to do to make sure that he doesn't put himself in the same situation again. He's always talking to the refs. And what Steven Adams will tell you is for the most part, these refs are good. These are really good referees and they'll be more than glad to tell you what you need to avoid the next time you're you're in that situation. Maybe it's use less hands, maybe it's use less body, and they will simply explain, we're going to call it this way. I did ask Steven Adams 
to get a little bit more specific last night and tell us what the ref was telling him or what advice the ref was giving him so he wouldn't be committing as many fouls. Yeah, just trying to yeah, just trying to understand me. Um, you know, because I, I mean, I'm not I'm not a fan of flopping. You know, but that's. I, I forget I said that honestly, but like <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, just like it's, I'm just trying to understand what I could do in order to not get those fouls. Because um, I mean, I understand that I will be in a tough bind, and I'm, tr- I'm my thinking is like I'm letting him have this particular thing. Um, yeah, but uh, again, it's it's different from when I'm when, when I'm doing it to when I see it. I haven't seen Phil. More than likely, I was probably fouled, but I'm just trying to not make those same fouls. I mean, just like a stand again. What advice did they give you when, huh? you when you talk to them about not making those fouls? What did they tell you to do or not uh, to I do? I think it's just between me and the old mate. <laughs> you know, get that one classified enough. So, yeah. One thing that's still sticking in Stephen Adams' craw about last night's game is the fact that Utah, for the second straight night, scored 50 points in the paint. I thought the discrepancy in the scoring in the paint was going to be a little bit bigger between Oklahoma City and Utah. When you look at the stats, it it really wasn't. Oklahoma City got their fair share of points in the paint as well. But combined, Utah now has 100 points in the paint for two games. And that is driving Steven Adams absolutely nuts, especially when a certain member of the Jazz is able to come off the bench and get 10 points himself. I don't know how many points they scored in the paint, but I know that they got a lot of layups, especially in transition and whatnot. I mean, Jerebko got a couple of layups. That's, I mean, no offense to him, mate, but that, come on. You, know, you, can't, you can't let that happen. Mate, stuff, stuff like that, them cutting to the rim and stuff, that is, that is position stuff, like out of position. Um, but it's just, just just awareness as well on your backside. Because obviously the defensive players looking to help ball side, then you have the weak side cutters. So it's just that awareness. As, yeah. So, yeah. Position, probably. I agree. Donovan, though, a little bit more casual and laid back. I asked him today, since it is driving Steven Adams nuts, what do the Thunder have to do to make sure that Utah isn't as productive in the paint come game three? A couple things. One is, you know, our defense was number one rated defense last night. So we did a good job defensively. I'm more concerned the fact that we gave up a lot of corner three-point shots last night. You know, Favors made, I think, three out of the corner. Um... You know, they're, they're a team that um, is, is, is going to drive the ball hard and they're going to be aggressive. And then offensive rebounding, all those things kind of add up. Um, you know, you can sell out and totally take away the paint. And then by totally taking away the paint, you're, you're going to be vulnerable to three-point lines. So there's a balance there. And I think for us, schematically, defensively, there's things that go into trying to defend both of those areas, defending the deep paint and the three-point line at the same time. Those are things that are difficult to do. Um, there's times we did it well, but like our defensive numbers, the way our team graded out yesterday was very, very good. Um, but there's certainly areas that I looked at that um, you know neither team probably shot the ball at a level that they're capable of. Beginning to think that I want Billy Donovan at my bedside when I go in for any surgery that's life-threatening or if I have a terminal illness, Billy Donovan is a guy that, that can somehow put a positive spin on it, and make me feel better about the entire situation. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Eric G, and coming up in segment number three, we look ahead to some of the other games tonight, as well as looking back on some things last night, 
And I'll even tell you what the loss of Greg Popovich's wife means for us who have been married for quite some time. It's all right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you are a sports junkie, especially if your mug of beer is the NFL, or maybe it's the NBA, or maybe it's Major League Baseball, there's only one place for you to go every day. When you wake up, you should log on to LockedOnSports.com and check out everything that we have to offer, from podcasts to articles. It's all right there. Every single team covered by people in those markets. If you're a Brewer fan, there's going to be somebody from Milwaukee doing Locked On Brewers. If you happen to be a fan of the Cincinnati Bengals, it's somebody from Cincinnati, and on the off chance you happen to be a person from San Antonio, well, or be a Spurs fan, it's going to be somebody from San Antonio covering Locked On Spurs. It's daily experts with great insights, doing fabulous stuff. It's a wealth of talent. Just log on to LockedOnSports.com and see everything that there is and become a junkie. Become a loyal fan of LockedOnSports.com. Couple of podcasts that would be worth checking out tonight would be Locked on Pelicans and Locked on Trailblazers. Those teams tip off at 8 o'clock tonight. That is an NBA TV game and definitely worth watching. That that has to be the matchup of the night. Pelicans up two games to none. They went and got two in Portland. Trailblazers come now with their backs against the wall. This is going to turn out to be one of those very weird series. I mean, mark th- mark this down now. I said this on April the 19th, so when I'm completely wrong about this, you can have some fun at my expense. But the Blazers now have a chance to go and seize momentum and then take things back up to the Pacific Northwest. And with the crazy with the crazy emotional roller coaster that is the NBA playoffs, The last thing the Pelicans can afford to do is lose this game tonight. If there ever was what I would call a must-win situation with a team up two games to none, it's tonight for the New Orleans Pelicans. Heat 76ers, I'm interested to see how those 76ers react considering the fact that it's it's now one-to-one and you've got the whole Joel Embiid drama backdrop and the Sixers... Doing what's ultimately best for him. As much as he may want to rush back, you're a young guy. You've got your entire career ahead of you. The 76ers aren't going to win a championship this year. Certainly you want playoff experience. It's admirable that you're going to help your team. But Joel, let's pump the brakes on it. If you're not ready to play tonight, don't rush it back. Last night, don't overthink it. The Indiana Pacers are still in control of that series. If LeBron James is going to score 46 and they're only going to lose by three... Don't be shocked at all if the Pacers take a 3-1 lead after these next two games in Indiana. And we'd like to, right now, let's just thank the Minnesota Timberwolves for participating in this year's NBA playoffs. 
as Indiana Jones said, you chose poorly. You you drew poorly. You you got you got the Houston Rockets, which may in fact take down the Golden State Warriors who play the San Antonio Spurs tonight. And the reason everyone will be watching that game is to see how the Spurs react. And certainly you could not blame the Spurs if they didn't come out and walk through this game or just not be there mentally. Because I don't know how you could. I don't know if you're the Spurs how you could be in that game mentally. Pop is not going to coach game three. And I don't know that we'll see him back this series. It's very hard. If I'm Greg Popovich, I couldn't come back this series. When the news came out that Aaron Popovich passed away last night, and I read that Greg Popovich and Aaron had been married for four decades, and I'm lucky enough to have been married for half that time. It hit home to me something that is so simple and so important. And hopefully I'm not the first one that that has said this today. As original as I like to be, and I know I don't always say stuff that's original or you hadn't heard before, but I strive for that. But this is one time that I don't want to be original. Because I really hope you've heard this from either a co-worker or maybe somebody else has said it on another podcast, but if you're lucky enough to have somebody that is willing to go through life with you and see all your good and bad, and they're still willing to love you no matter what, that is such a rare thing in life. Be sure every day that you tell that person you love them. Just do that. Just just every day, make sure the words, I love you, come out of your mouth when talking to your spouse or talking to someone that you've been with for a long time. Heard Barbara Bush say this week, the moments in life that, that you will regret the most missing is not spending a little bit more time with your kids, not spending a little bit more time with your husband or wife. And she's she was absolutely right. Fabulous lady. May she rest in peace. And she gave America a lot. But that that resonates so much on a human level. Um, thoughts and prayers with Greg Popovich and, and the Spurs and their family. But I think just overall today, go up to that person that you're with, your partner in life, and make sure they know how much you appreciate them and everything they do for you. With that, remember... Jackie Moon taught us something, and it seems to ring home today. ELE. Everyone love everyone. And remember, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.